Here's what you missed on many realms. Standing in front of the house is a dwarf. He snaps his fingers. From out of the splintered wood, crawl forth the undead. I have one HP left. I'm not ready for a boss. It kind of projects an image in front of you that only you can see. It's you, Boulder. It's the moment when, after so many years, after so many battles, the light finally leaves your eyes. I take the amulet <laughs> off and I put it on Juniper. It is time to submit to me. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Juniper, and it's sanguine to be here. Hello, I'm Jillian. I play Anisha. It's ghoul to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Olivette, and it's pumpkin to be here. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Mateo, and it's a phantasmagoria of fun to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm your DM. This is the world's first ASMRPG podcast. Welcome to Many Realms. on air last time so we need to do xp right now everyone who participated in the big skeleton siege uh which is everybody will get 300 xp for taking on a real mondo sized wumbo kind of fight very proud of you guys um Dang. although concerned about some tactical <laughs> decisions and that's the road to level three You have all just concluded a big, nasty battle against Nod's Legion of the Undead. Juniper, you've suffered severe casualties, and your life, it seems, was um, partially saved by the application of a strange eldritch locket placed around your neck by Olivet in a fit of what I like to call really good decision making. <laughs> Anisha, you were also knocked down a few times, um, but you get back up again, they're never gonna keep you down. Olivet, you were visited by the ghost of Olivet Future, uh, which seemed really grim, sad, lonely, emo, and you have a lot to grapple with there. Mateo mostly kicked it on a roof and shot a skeleton horse. This is where we rejoin our heroes. I will say if you want to have taken a short rest, that is a props and you can we can cut to that having happened. So I think maybe we've spent that hour long short rest back inside Valix's house. Um, maybe we laid Juniper out on the couch in the living room since she's in a pretty bad way. Juniper, are you yourself? <laughs> is she conscious? Yeah, her eyelids did flutter open, I believe at the end of the last one. Were they like red and glowing or anything? What color are my eyes? Please describe <laughs> them in great detail. They are typical thistleweed hazel. Um, yeah, I'm probably not great. I'm probably not the most lucid right now. So I'm still wearing the necklace, right? You sure are. I have to do my skincare routine. I haven't done it in a few few episodes. That was canonical. <laughs> you you do feel awful. And, and you're right, not very lucid. Even as you, like, maybe we're talking like during this hour as you're recovering these hit points. Yeah. So I'm probably not like the chattiest. I'm probably mumbling about dragons. Okay, so she's like awake. I'm gonna pour water on her face. Ah! Just wanna make sure you're still with us. Did, did this amulet save you, or? What? What? I guess do, I barely know I'm wearing this amulet at all. What do you mean? What are you? We, we put the stone on you. I like looked down. Oh, I don't think it saved me. I don't think that's what happened. Fuck. What what did happen? There's like some warlock who said something about dragons, dragonborn who like was doing some kind of evil in this town before. I don't think the evil part matters, but the dragon part matters. Maybe. I look at all of it. What is she mumbling about? There's a dragon? Um yeah, she's a dragon. Part. She's something about being like just dragon, part dragon. You're not making any sense, Juniper. I, I had a, 
I, I don't know. It was a hallucination. Might not be re- not. Might not make sense. Sorry. Uh, in this world, is it like dragons are like that? Doesn't exist. You're you're crazy. Or is it like yeah, dragons are totally around. They're just hard to find. You have heard stories of dragons in the same way you've heard stories of like sirens, but with like much less frequency. Okay. So it's an anomaly, but they are known to exist. Yes. Okay. How common is it to hear of like a human who's part dragon, like a dragonborn? Like, I mean, do I know that word? No. Um, I think Jun. I think Juniper needs to rest a little bit more. Maybe while we find this dwarf. Juniper, what, what even were you thinking? Why did you run into the skeletons? That is the stupidest thing that you could have done. We are stronger together, and yet you run alone into danger all the time. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you do this? What? I wanted to get rid of the skeletons, so I went to the skeletons to kill them. It's A to B leads to C, you know? We've been out of Tower Hill for about, what, three days? And you think you can take on an army of skeletons? You have no training. You can't do that by yourself. I can't do that by myself. I almost killed a bear. (laughs) Almost. I mean, you guys were helping about as much as I was getting help with that bear situation. There's, There's just so much that you don't understand, Juniper, and you need to take the time to learn. We need to act together. Like, I don't think I have time to take time to learn right now. Maybe if I had started learning when I was, we that we are on a time limit. I, I understand to... that, but you need to learn from your mistakes. If you do the same thing every time and get the same result, you should be able to anticipate what happens the next time. If you run into a fight alone, you will go down. We can't get you back up. None of us have that power. You know what, Juniper, they're right. It's true, you can't, we can't, none of us can do this by ourselves. Honestly, if we keep only relying on ourselves, we're gonna die. I'm not going in by myself. I know you guys are helping me out. I'm just taking the least, road of least resistance. I'm going in. I don't have any like weapons or bows. I guess I have magic now, but that's new. I'm not sure how that works, but I know if I go in and stab something, it might get stabbed. It might not, I guess, as proven. Well, one thing I know for sure is that when when we're close together, Olivet protects us. And so you should stay close. I don't think you were uh, paying attention when we fought the hyena people, but three of us kind of uh, in, encircled them and they, they had no chance after that. We were stronger together and and Olivet, Olivet kept us safe there. I, I don't know what happened this time. You you ran away, Olivet. What what happened? What did that what did that figure do to you? I guess it I guess it sees the future. I saw myself except I was old and in in a rocking chair I a nice rocking chair I guess but um I, I was I was a I was alone and I was dying alone and uh, I hug her roll <laughs> roll <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how, and, and Nisha, I'm, I'm really scared. Uh, I press our foreheads together, and I say, that's, that's not going to happen. We are together here and now, and we can, we can keep being together. 
after, I think, like a moment of silence, I say very awkwardly, even, even if we, even after we get back to Tower Hill and you, you don't need me to protect you anymore, are we still gonna be together? We're friends now, aren't we? I just silently bear hug Anisha. <laughs> yeah. Out of character, Jory is sobbing. <laughs> Great. Mateo, what's your take on this? Well, yeah, I'm going to be an onlooker, I think, for this conversation, which is fine. Well, I think you have a stake in it. You probably had the, besides Anisha, like one of the closest relations to Olivet. Most adversarial, too, but definitely the closest. And you also were pretty close to Juniper and watched her go down like three times during this fight. It's interesting to see that the cap in this this state of uh, distress. I imagine that where Mateo's been now, it's more of a... Uh, hopefully he's going to try and be a bit more agreeable, I guess, in the future. Now that it's like, the captain's not just a hard ass all the time. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were also, you were on the roof, so you had a good view of Olivet kind of like breaking down and running away from this figure too, so, which is probably something you've never, ever seen her do before. I feel like this has planted a seed in Mateo, but I don't really think that it's, uh, yeah, I don't really feel like it's my place to open up right now. Okay. What is the next move, everybody? Um. It is late afternoon coming on to evening in Hartshirt, a wasted ghost town full of zombos. What kind of books are in the libraries of Valix's home? The libraries? I were like <laughs> bookshelves. Oh, okay. Valix's <laughs> extensive libraries. Anything dragony? Nothing dragony. Mind you, again, the living room has been like fully trashed and torn apart like someone was um, looking for something in here. So a lot of like furniture and items have been like smashed or ripped or torn. Um, and this is, I know Tower Hill has a library, but this is like a small village of um, mostly like laborers. So there's not a ton of reading to be done in general. Maybe you could find a book on um, like masonry techniques. I guess I'm kind of stuck on this dragon issue. So Juniper wants to learn more about dragons. One of the other things that uh, I believe Olivet saw, maybe, was the stuffed dragon toy that. and drake fruit under the bed. I found the dragon toy in the living room, but the dragon toy is just like, I looked at it, it's just a stuffed animal, right? Didn't come to life when you said giddy up or whatever it is. <laughs> um, can I maybe look at it more intent? Like, is there anything in it? Like, can I, do I feel anything if I squeeze it? Stuffing. So it's just a regular toy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do I know about dragons, actually? You have heard, and this is probably goes for all, I'll give you the general view for everyone knows that dragons are big, terrible, flying, lizardy creatures with legs, right? Um, they are rumored to live in the thicket in kind of the same way that, like, Sammy Tots and like Dracula and the Wolfman are rumored to live in the thicket. It's like anyone will tell any story about anything that lives in the thicket. Probably you've never met anyone who has seen a dragon who, or has claimed to see a dragon who was like sober. They're not like super common or hold like a reverent place in like mythology in a way that you would like think about like medieval societies, like, oh, the dragon is like this and that. It's just like one of another kind of monsters that could like be around. Um, some are known to breathe like fire or lightning or different kinds of um, breath deals. There's often stories of dragon families and stories about people trying to get like dragon eggs or like whatever. They are hoarding nesting brooding creatures. And we have access to Ulicon's place now. So it seems like that would hold all kinds of um, secrets that we seem to want to uncover now. Before we go home, do we want to track down Nod? Do we have a chance of tracking down Nod? Nod split um, as soon as he summoned the undead. So none of you have made an effort to look for him. It's been about two and a half to three hours since then. Your cart's gone, isn't it? Your cart's still there. It's parked, or you assume it's still there. It's parked like a mile out of Hartshire. Um, and you have now like a sun-bleached and faded, like early 90s beanie baby of a horse toy. Do we know the properties of that horse thing or no? I guess Juniper is maybe the only one qualified to make an arcana check at this point. Uh, 20. Damn. All right. Fair enough. You check the tag. 
It says... T-Y. It says T-Y, <laughs> and there's a little poem. My name is Gallops. Fast do I run. Renewed every morning. I love to have fun. Yeah. All right, so we got to wait till morn. Ring. <laughs> the immersion just shattered over my face like a fucking plate of glass. Um, I was almost with you in the fiction. I think we should stay here for the night. I don't think we have the energy or the strength to be journeying out. But I'm impatient. The horse, the horse goes so fast. We will get somewhere safer tomorrow. But at least we have a building with you know, four walls and a door. We can we can take watches, make sure nothing comes in. Let's get a long rest so that in the morning we can walk back to the cart and hitch it to Gallops? I guess his name is Gallops. Um, I really want to find Nod. You're, you're, you're dying. Let me, <laughs> like, let, me, let me just entertain the idea. Uh, can I try and find some tracks? I guess use survival or whatever. Sure. From... I mean, from my vantage point, I'm assuming that I could basically see where he ran. Exactly. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the direction that he ran. So I'll just start there, I guess, and Certainly. see how far I can kind of take it. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I need you to roll for this initially. Valix's house is closer to the east end of the town, which is like the opposite from where you came in. You approached from the west, right? And Nod uh, came up to the house from the west and headed back west. So you head back towards the western um, gate of the village where all these corpses are piled and it's quite dismal and sad. And um, it's very easy to find um, a bit of horse droppings and some tracks that head down the northwest road leading towards the Fernwood and to Tower Hill. Mm. And they look fresh. The droppings. And the tracks. Well, I know he's on a horse. Yeah. Sorry. Well, then I turn around. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Nod has a horse, so we're going to sleep here. Uh, you can just get rid of any idea of going out after him right now. Okay, do you know where he went? Uh, towards the Fernwood Inn. Good. Great. Don't love that. I do love that. I'm medium. <laughs> love that. He raised a skeleton army. Yeah, I want to have a conversation. Killed. Yeah, Anisha, I think, grappled a lot with that as someone who had not been down with the idea of the dead once more roaming this plane. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to talk to Nod. Olivet is, as they're all talking, just going to, like, start walking towards the couch, lie down on the couch. Um, Anisha? Yes. Thank you. And I roll over and I go to bed. All right. Plate armor still on. Hardcore. <laughs> Just kidding. Everyone's been taking off their armor before bed every night. Obviously. Nerds listening to this. Oh my god, you go to sleep. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, everyone goes to sleep. Yeah. Some watch shifts happen. Cool. Everyone can take a long rest, restore their hit points, and regain um, at least one half of their hit die. During the night, Mateo, when you're on watch, you get shot and killed instantly. Um, <laughs> you watch down the the road of Hartshire towards that front gate and you see um, a now familiar golden figure step through the gate and walk down the street um, and after a minute a siren comes into view uh, do you always have to look like that? Yeah, I can't really. I have no idea how to do the settings on it. The character created. <laughs> the sliders are locked. I picked, I picked default, and this is what I got. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is what Selway liked, I guess. Okay, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's it's nice to have you around. How'd today go? Uh, okay, I mean, we almost died again. Uh, a Nod summoned an army of skeletons, but you should have seen me. I took them all out. Shit. Okay, not all of them. But like a lot of them? A couple of them. Nice. I don't mean to break, but I hit them with my crossbow. Is everyone okay? Yes. Yeah. Worse for wear, but yes. Okay. Good. Um. Something came up though. Um. What do you know about people becoming dragons? Like for no reason? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Um, 
Let me think. Selway did have a book on dragons in the library. Um, she said she got it from Ulicon's Manor. I could consult with it and then come back tomorrow night and let you know what I find out. Yes, that would be lovely. Thank you. Sure thing. Listen, I've got to go do my rounds, make sure no one's falling into quicksand or anything. It's good to see you, Mateo. Good to see you too. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. The next morning, Gallops looks spectacular. Plush, springy. Um, you push him and the belly just pops back out, so full of stuffing and life. Like a 90s beanie baby, 1994. Circa 1994, <laughs> beady glass eyes just like gleaming in the sunlight. Olivet, I think, would be the would be up first. And with like a renewed energy and sense of purpose, Olivet um, clangs the pots together to wake everyone up. What's happening? What's wrong? We gotta get going. We gotta grab gallops and get on our caravan and go home. Uh, you know you can just touch people and they wake up. Oh. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> I'm so socially isolated. I only think people wake up through pots and pans. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that next time. Thanks. Uh, it's just uh, exciting, you know? We're so close to being done. Let's go. Juniper washes her face. Gotta get that morning routine back in. Yeah, so hit me with those steps again real quick. All right. She has to wash her face. Then she has to use her toner. Mm-hmm. My skin's glowing. It's great. Great. Um, you head back down the southern road to grab the wagon, presumably. Are you just going to bring it back to Hartshire? You're going to, like, put the horse on it there and then just, like, loop around? You're about a mile out from Hartshire is where the wagon is. I mean, it's not a big deal. We can just say you walked out there and put the horse on. Did we have any concrete plans to get the wagon back to the merchants? Fuck them. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> We're stopping like I world. I want to eventually go back to Willow Run and like learn how to be a druid. So yeah. that was my thought. Was I'll just take it back then, you okay, know, like you after. Go. Like you can ride it to Willow Run and then give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like be in Willow. This is like post game. Like after we deal with all this. As the credits are rolling. Yeah, that's the that's the epilogue. Juniper finally graduated with a degree in druidology (laughs) with honors. If she survives. It's a four-year program. Animal house kind of bit. (laughs) So get to the wagon, hook up gallops. Um, What is the actual code word? It's giddy up. It was giddy up? Okay. First idea, best idea, I guess. (laughs) So are we going to the firm or going back straight to Tower Hill and we're not passing through Willow Run? You made it from Willow Run to Hartshire with one use of gallops and that was like about a day's travel that you cut down to a few hours. So I'd say this would take you to, but the Fernwood maybe a little bit further, but you'd be pushing gallops for all all he's worth. So let's aim for the Fernwood. Yeah. Giddy up. The plush, horsey, beanie baby dolly springs to life into a beautiful, shimmering, majestic, magical horse, and it snorts and paws the ground twice before it uh, sets off in a merry canter. So say you arrive at the Furman by like four. What do you want to do here, if anything? Is there any other patrons at the Fernwood? Yeah. Uh, Reinvestigate Nod's room. What would you want to look for now? If he's A, stopped in, because I reasonably we came this way, Mm -hmm. or in light of new information, if anything, maybe over the first once over, before we knew anything, uh, was overlooked. So just another cursory glance at everything to see if it's like dragons. Are you going to pick the lock or talk to Ginny about going into the room? I'm just going to pick the lock. We should just ask Ginny if Nod came through. <laughs> well, That's I'm what picking I was the lock right do. now. <laughs> <laughs> Mateo's like, can't hear you over the sound of these sweet tumblers. <laughs> um, and then does someone talk to the patrons, they said? Oh, I just wanted to know if anybody else was there while we were there. Boffin's there. Boffin's there. Yeah. Boffin's the candle lighter. From yeah. The- yeah. Okay. He's just nice. Oh, he's great. He's great. Um, so you, we've already agreed, can pick the lock on this uh, shitty door like pretty easily. Did it four times already. Do you like? Okay, like I don't want to have to do this whole like long scene, but do you just like literally walk in and walk past the like owner of the inn and then go going upstairs for no reason? <laughs> like what? Come on, come on. We walk in together. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. And then horses in the back. 
I just, yeah, find a time when she's serving a patron to, you know, go check it out upstairs. I definitely just ask her straight up. Are you guys going to stay the night for Gallops to recharge? I think so. Yeah, I'm going to get a little drunk. <laughs> That's fair. Ginny steps forward. Oh, Anisha, um, welcome back. Thank you. How are your travels? Uh, dangerous, uh, but but fruitful. Excellent. I, I love fruit. I was wondering if that uh, dwarf had returned. To the Fernwood? Yeah. No, I can't say that he didn't. I assure you, if he ever darkened my door, he'd be chased out of here with a crossbow as soon as he could say a word in. Okay. He can raise a skeleton army, so I'm not sure if a crossbow would be enough. So uh, just just be careful. The Fernwood is um, uh, actually guarded by magical wards as well. Oh. Set up by Master Hemlock um, to prevent any nefarious sirens from creeping across my doorstep. Okay, well, thank you uh, for letting us know. We have reason to suspect he came by this way, so I guess he didn't stay the night this time. Are you in pursuit? Yeah, we're going to head back to Tower Hill. Uh, there's more information there for us to learn now. And perhaps we'll finally come to understand what what this pair was up to. I hope you find what you're looking for, and I hope that each of you stays safe. Thanks. means a lot. She starts rubbing her hand with a towel. With a satisfying click and one experience point, uh, you get into Nod's uh, old room at the end. Ginny has not been had much more luck or time in clearing um, the horrible, like, bloody marks off the floor, the ritual stuff, or anything like that. So it looks pretty much as it was the last time you were here. You're looking with a new lens at this text. Yeah. And if nothing's apparent, then I'll just leave. It's just more of like a, just to see if he came through and if there's anything that's loose that I can take. Like, I know a lot of it's like written on the wall and all that. So that obviously is not coming with me. But mm-hmm. even if I don't know what it is, if it's like got writing on it and I can take it, I want to take it. You took the note. Uh, you copied down the map information on the wall, but didn't take the map off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um you haven't learned much more about, like, magic in the last, like, five days, you personally. So, um, you, these, like, symbols on the floor still don't mean a lot to you. But looking at the map on the wall that has, like, the dimensions of Tower Hill, but also has a lot of markings that don't seem to correspond to Tower Hill as, like, a, as a village, you roll a nature check. Natural 20. You take a look at this map of Tower Hill, and you... Think about the knowledge that you internalized when Juniper read aloud those botany textbooks to you and when you helped her participate in the Druid trial a few days ago. And you realize that a lot of the information on this map is uh, more concerned with natural information of the region, geographic information, biological information. You can see that some of the sections of the map are where certain kinds of plants grow. And some sections of the map are where... um, different like weather formations happen so this map is very much about like the physical geography of the place where tower hill sits more than it's about tower hill as a village okay Uh, i will grab some you know loose paper and uh to the best of my ability sketch that symbol i don't understand the stuff on the floor yes sure you copy down the symbols that make up the strange kind of ritual circle on the ground okay i leave okay Anything else want to happen? I think uh, Olivet wants to get drunk. I drink! Okay. Roll a constitution save. Oh, God. (laughs) 16. Okay, that's pretty good. You're in, like, that sweet spot. It's, like, not out of control. Sweet. Anything you do when you're drunk? It's, like, 8 p.m. Boffin is there. He's, like, clinking mugs with you. Um, Ginny is... Uh, happy that you're all back safe and well, so she's being pretty liberal with her drink portions. And um, maybe they've even got uh, Kilton, the inn boy, is like clumsily playing a fiddle in the corner. I want to let all of you know that I'm your friend. <laughs> I think Juniper's drinking too. Yes! I love it! Oh, Mateo's it. drinking, too! You know what? 15, sure. baby, doesn't matter in D&D. 
Yeah, what's the legal drinking age in um like Pickett? six? <laughs> <laughs> That's way too high. We need to lower that. Europe's fucked up. <laughs> Especially um, medieval Europe. Especially medieval that Europe. Matteo's married. <laughs> <laughs> I also realize that like I have these daggers with runes on them. No idea what the runes mean. I'm just gonna idly carve the runes onto the table and ask if anyone knows what they look, what they say. I want to roll an arcana check. Okay. Jenny goes, my table! And he goes, that's Khaleesan Oak. <laughs> 20. 20 on that arcana check? Don't know how you would know this because you've mostly studied druidic magic. Maybe your amulet feels a little warm and hot around your neck in an uncomfortable way. Oh no. You know that these two runes on these daggers mean, one means strength and one means friendship. That's lovely. Wow. Who gave you the daggers? Or where'd you go? Felix. That's very nice. And he presented them to you in like a very sardonic way. (laughs) We must remember. Um, I have a question. Do I feel any different since I've put on the amulet in general? Like, do I feel stronger or weaker? You've had a bit of a headache the past day, but you're not sure if that's like just died seven times headache or something else. But other than that, you feel okay. Okay. I might take the amulet off to sleep tonight. Daggers mean friendship and strength. Say that to all of that? Yeah. Yeah, this, I say that one. How, how drunk am I? Do I have to roll? Yeah, and so does Mateo. Does everyone, are you drinking? No. Um, I rolled, um, nine. You take 13 points of damage. What? (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a nine. You two are like both the same level of drunk and like hitting that real vibe where you're like, and it's like what I always do when like I'm in a relationship and you're like laying out your whole psychologies to each other. Amazing. Yeah. It's a trauma sharing moment. Yeah. This one is friendship and this one is strength. So maybe Felix wanted you to know that you are strong and you have friends. All of that's a little disappointed because I thought it was going to be like, and this one Lightning. turns into fire. <laughs> Power arms. <laughs> like, Grumbly stops carving up Ginny's table. That's that's nice. Thanks, Juniper. Anytime. I'm always here for you. Can we be drinking with Boffin, too? Of course, yeah. I, but that's canonical. Boffin's there. <laughs> Mateo has to say something during this scene. I insist. <laughs> hey, c- c- Cap. Mateo. So you're actually pretty big softy, huh? Yeah, I thought you didn't have any kind of feelings, but it turns out you got all the feelings and you like to put them out on the table. Uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> what do you guys say about that, huh? Um, I want to hit Mateo over the head for one point of damage. You're not going to hit him hard enough to deal with damage. <laughs> Damn it. Shut up. Captain, Captain, Captain. We wear feelings. I have friends. I like people. I'm Captain (laughs) Olivet. I'm not so tough. (laughs) I didn't kill as many skeletons as Mateo. He's 15 year old. I definitely killed more than you. No. Yeah? I had a clear advantage in the window. And I shot like seventy of them. I knew it killed maybe three. I don't remember it being a competition. I'm just glad we're all alive. Hey, yeah. Boffins like skeletons. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not saying it was a competition, but if it was, I won. Well. I'm not the only ones with feelings, Mateo. Mr. Cried when I saw my brother. What do you know? Huh? You never 15? I'm 15, you were never 15. You don't know anything about being 15. You don't know anything about my thoughts, feelings. When you're you don't even have a brother. 15. You don't even have one. I do. Somebody tells you they love you. While they're all yelling and drunk about feelings, uh, Anisha would like to slip outside. I go outside and kind of stand in the path in front of the inn and call out Felix. It takes like half an hour. He's like doing his rounds 
and then he sees you out there, and uh, a siren appears. Sorry, there was just um, this kid who tried to like sneak out of Willow Run because she was mad at his parents. And I had to like take him back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whew. Um, uh, how you doing? Good. I had a question for you. I don't know how easy this is for you, but uh, that dwarf man Nod. We were. He, he, he's the one who kind of attacked us in, in Hartshire, and we think he's headed back to Tower Hill, and I was wondering if you knew where he was. I will just... The siren sort of, like, screws up her face next to her forehead and then opens her mouth, and you hear, like, um, call-waiting tone, like a... Ah, 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 ah. And then about eight minutes later, um, <laughs> uh, the tone stops and the siren's expression becomes normal, and she says, um... Okay, um, sorry. Uh, you still? Good. Hey, hi. He really went double time on that. He went back to the cave that she was in outside Tower Hill. They're there now. They're together? Yeah. Okay. She seems, um, I don't know, worried about something. He looked really excited. Maybe he thought we died. Well, won't that be a fun surprise for him? Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Mateo asked me to look into something for him. So, um, Selway had a book on dragons, and it turns out that, um, it was a natural history of dragons in the thicket region. Um, interestingly enough, there was a section that was underlined about, um, dragons living in this section of the thicket, uh, as recently as 100, 200 years ago. Anisha's eyes are huge. Dragons... Like, this close to, to people, to town? Yeah, well, I wonder if that is something that maybe, like, um, Selway and Yulikon, like, worked on some kind of protection or whatever, because, like, obviously there's no dragons here. So, um, I don't know. That's all I could find in the library. Juniper was mumbling about someone being a dragon. Yeah, that's why Mateo asked me to look. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. How can a person be a dragon? Well, people are people. And that's the first thing I'm going to say to you. Um, <laughs> this world is so much bigger than I ever could have dreamt. I can keep looking. Um, I don't know. A lot of Selway stuff is locked up and I don't have all the keys, but um, are you going to head into Yulikon's Manor? Yes, of course. I'm sure he'll have plenty of information. Okay. Well, I guess we'll keep each other up to date. For sure. And he poofs away. I like this like nightly um, <laughs> chat with Felix segment on the podcast. Do you need to say more drinking things, or was that, like, a pretty good rap on that? I've switched from Taylor Swift's 15 to that song that's like, And you only got a hundred years to live. Yeah. You toddle off to your drunken beds, Anisha. You enter a gentle, completely sober repose. And this time you're the first one awake, automatically, uncontested. <laughs> um, you find a pot and pan in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> no, Anisha does it. <laughs> Anisha, Anisha picks up the pot and pan and kind of gently bangs it next to all of it. <laughs> Holy hell, that is unpleasant. This is this is what you do to yourself. You know that. Like you put this in your body, and then your body is upset. So maybe you should listen to your body. But it brings me happiness. Oh no! <laughs> In a non-alcoholic way. Well, we should we should get uh, on the road. Uh, there's there's so much to do in Tower Hill. Let's go. Yeah, I'll put on my armor and head out. We wake up the other two, without pots and pans. <laughs> How am I feeling this morning? Um, emotionally cleansed. Physically, like rat piss. <laughs> Well, uh, I have years of experience feeling like that, so. Nothing new, and I turn my baseball cap backwards. Yeah. I went yeah. up from having a bad Mateo day. <laughs> no big deal. Okay, and you head back to Tower Hill? Yeah. Who says giddy up? I refuse to say that. Anisha. Once again, gallops, springs to life. What a reliable plot mechanism. And um, cheerfully trots towards the village of Tower Hill. Um, you left first thing in the morning, and you had kind of all your, your supplies and everything together, so you gallop goes very fast, faster than a normal horse. And I'd say it's probably just after noon by the time the gate comes into view. Olivet, you see Gwyn 
standing on top of the guard tower post looking out over the road. And she leans forward and squints as she sees the wagon approach and tries to make out who, uh, which individuals are in it. Uh, are you like visible? Are you like in the front or like do you get out? Once we get to the, the gates, I guess I'll like sit in the front with Juniper. Okay. Uh, and Gwen holds up her hand and gives like a motion to stop. She disappears down the guard post and then you see the door kind of just like the huge swinging wooden doors of the village swing open just like a little bit. Gwyn and Toby step out. Gwyn says, Captain, uh, and then Toby holds up their crossbow and says, how do we know it's really you? Uh, <laughs> I walk, I get off the caravan and walk to Toby and I lower this crossbow and I say, Toby, I know it's you because you're not going to shoot me. What if you got charmed by a witch or something? How would a witch know you're a big scaredy cat? And I take the crossbow out of his hands. What? Oh, oh, um, uh, okay. Uh, and Gwen's like, I mean, Toby has a point. We've seen a lot of, uh, you know, identities corrupted, consumed, enchanted. Um, how are you feeling? Normal, a little hungover. How do I, how do I prove this to you? You want me to fight you? No. <laughs> no, of course not. It just, you can understand we're a little bit cautious. Yeah, I understand you're cautious. Good job doing your jobs. It's me. Uh, I run out and I'm like, look out! She's, she's possessed! Oh my god. Look out, Toby! Get away from her! Tell me that's not obviously normal, Mateo. It <laughs> draws a short sword. And she's like, I'm just gonna chill out for a second. Everyone's gonna step out of the wagon. She took me prisoner. I elbow Mateo really hard. Thank you. Um, I <coughs> ask, did what's been going on since we left? Because the way things left, you wouldn't have questioned the captain. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's been 10 days now. It's not like everyone was content to just sit around twiddling their thumbs when the candle went out. I mean, the, the village is kind of a, a mess. Everyone's terrified. Everyone thinks that you're probably dead. Well, won't they be relieved to see us back and not just killed at the gates by my own guards, Gwyn? I... I don't know how happy they'll be to see you. Have you been doing your job? Of course I have, but my job isn't to manage public opinion, despite my communications degree. My job is to keep the town safe and secure, and I've been doing that, but people have got to talking. About what? About who actually destroyed the candle and why they would have done that. What do they, what do they think? There are a lot of theories floating around and as much as we have defended all of your reputations and told them over and over that you are trustworthy, upstanding citizens. Um, I mean, a lot of people thought that the Thistleweed family was sort of, you know. Hi, um, why do they think that the Thistleweeds might've had a hand in this? Cause your grandmother was always running around covered in weird tattoos and mumbling about like mother Gaia. Hey, I'm not saying I think that. I'm saying that's what people are saying. That's based on hearsay and, like, I don't know, bigotry. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, we've got a bit of a punk who gets in scrapes with the law every other 24 hours. Oh, yeah, like a 15-year-old could destroy this ancient artifact. Hey, I totally could. Don't, don't underestimate don't me. <laughs> I could do that. And there's the mysterious tower keeper that hasn't really talked to anyone in the past 30 years. Who's dedicated their whole life to protecting the candle. Again, I'm with you there. There's a lot of... Um, interpretations of the facts that people they they want an answer and they don't have one yet so they're getting antsy and they're getting a little bit restless great well we have so much to tell them if they're willing to listen i personally don't care what they think and we're just going to save them anyway okay uh so what is the plan then i pull out the key to ulicon's manor what's that this is the key to ulicon's manor and we're going to get in there and figure out how to put the candle back together because it's possible. And we figured out who destroyed the candle. And we're gonna stop them from doing any more damage. They're outside of Tower Hill right now, the two of them. Where in the seven hells did you get the key to Yulikon's manor? From an old friend. Selway? Kind of. I'm gonna start opening the gate. 
okay, okay, okay. Well, well, um, 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 let's um, play it cool. Is it okay if we try to bring the wagon and the horse in quiet? What kind of horse is that? Stuffed. It's gonna go a lot smoother if we just kind of stuffed with what? Beans, I guess. It's a beanie baby. It's magic. Don't ask yeah. too many questions. What does it eat? Nothing. Beans. It's it. It's like a toy most of the time, and then once a day, it's not a toy. Can it be a toy now? Can yeah. You bring us stop a giddying up. Where do you need to go? <laughs> Can you look on manner? Giddy down. Giddy down. <laughs> um, Mila is like absolutely within like complete walking distance. You're like at Tower Hill, right? Oh, yeah. I thought she was trying to keep us hidden. Yeah, which is why she, uh, no horse is like smaller than horse. Is this like torches and pitchforks? It's not, not torches and pitchforks. Can I see my mom? <laughs> I'm going to say no. No. Never not right again, now. Never again. Let's save the town first. I, I can take us through the slums probably. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Um, do you need the wagon? It just if we can keep the stuff out here until like nightfall, and then like Sheriff all can bring it in, that'll be easier, right? Just a means to travel, but don't let anything happen to it. It belongs to Barth. Oh yeah, that's the wagon you left on. That makes sense. Where is Barth? They're they're still in Willow Run. They're they're good. <laughs> Toby, can you bring us four cloaks? Yeah, 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 yep. And um, Toby runs into the guard barracks. Um, you see Almakova poke her head over the top of the tower, and she like waves to you and grins. She's like, "Hi," because she is glad that you're back. Hello, Alma. I am happy to see you. Uh, are you possessed by a demon now? That's <laughs> a lot of people are wondering that. Why do they think she's possessed <laughs> she by is. a demon? Because the last person we let into the town was possessed by a demon. No one is possessed. She I mean, that totally was, like, is. One of like Shut a up. bunch of people, though. I like cite their guard rotations to try to get them to believe me. That's really good. That's really good. That would that would convince them pretty cleanly. Yeah. Um, and you want to go to the slums? I just, that's probably the best way to go. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, so I would like everyone to roll a stealth check. No. I'm so not stealthy. No! 19. Oh, wait. 13. 3. Oh, we're going to get advantage on stealth. You do, because of your special... I think you got a cloak? Yeah. Uh, 15. 15. That's still, I think, the highest one. I got uh, 18. Nice. Uh, 19, sorry. Okay, one of those. Um, so, Mateo, you start taking everyone through the sort of back alleys and little kind of crooked pathways that dot the um, low street district of Tower Hill. It is noon, so everyone's up and active and, and running around, so you guys try to keep your cloaks tight and your hoods low um, and not draw too much attention to yourself because you are at the center of a bit of controversy these days in the village. You make it towards the center of town, towards the central square, the statue of Ulicon, the chandlery, the town hall, the tower, and the manor. And um, when you're walking by... Don't Ooh, do this stupid bratty girl. Don't do it. No. no I don't when you're walking by a familiar, short, red-headed presence, um, Charity White has no problem, like, seeing strangers and immediately darting into their path and, like, looking up their cloak hoods at them to see who they are. And when she sees the four of you, her eyes widen, she goes, That's Captain Alvera! Did anyone take notice of that? Yeah. Several people around the town, uh, in the town square, freeze and raise their heads and look towards the four of you. Time to own it, I guess. I'll take my hood off. Okay. <laughs> Hello, it Charity. Is <laughs> I have returned. Hello, Charity. How did your parents feel about you stealing bread the other day? Are you here to blow up the tower? Is it time for your revenge? I heard you got expelled from the Tower Hill Garden. You can never come back here ever again. Is that true? Charity, you're annoying. People start to, like, flock over a little bit. I'm, like really covering my tattoo right now. Did you not just call me Captain Alvera? Isn't Captain your name? <laughs> no, Charity, I am still the captain of the guard. Is Mateo possessed by a demon? Has he always been possessed by a demon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> always, Charity, always. Only that bratty demon that makes you do stuff. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Masculinity. <laughs> um, it's true. Okay, is the crowd getting pretty big? Yeah, and you can see someone has gone over to the town hall and is knocking on the door to summon Florentine and Stephen Edison Orlock. That's 
That's God. fine. We're walking towards you, Lacan's Manor. Yeah. Okay. No one's physically stopping you, but everyone's like. And by the time you make it across the rich, springy, dewy, emerald lawn of Yulikon's Manor, by the time you pass the infamous well with no bottom and walk up. Yeah! <laughs> Try and do the episode ending text. What a cameo! And walk up to Yulikon's front door. Um, you hear a voice cry out, ah, Halt! It is Florentine. Behind her are Steve Nice and Orlock, and they're marching up to you across the grass. And Florentine says, By the power vested in me by the city council and the constituents of Tower Hill, I forbid you from entering that manor. Why? Because I'm the councilwoman, and we have a lot to talk about first, and we need to know what you know, and you can't just go around willy-nilly entering this town in secret. We have procedures here, and you should know those procedures very well, Captain Alvera. I'm going to square my shoulders and walk straight to her and look down at her (laughs) very intimidatingly and tell her, Florentine, I trust that you have been keeping the city well in my absence. Of course. Great that I'm sure you'll keep the public calm while we solve this issue. We have been to hell and back trying to fix this candle. I am the captain of the guard. We will be entering Yulikon's manor now. You. And that will be all. And then I just let Anisha open the door. Yeah, I would love to open that sweet spicy door. Pull the long silver key from your belt. You slip it into the lock and with a satisfying 200 years in the making, chunk, the lock slides open. There's almost a shimmer of light that radiates out from the center of the door across the front of the manor as centuries-old protective magical wards are dispelled for a moment, and the door glides noiselessly open. You all step inside Yulikon's manor, the manor of the great wizard who founded Tower Hill, and the door shuts behind you. Hey, that was yet another episode of Many Realms. This is Jesse here, your DM, your best friend. I am so grateful for you for listening to this podcast. It is a labor of love from all of us, and it means a lot that you're taking the time to check it out. Um, What would make me your special best friend is if you shared it with everyone you knew, uh, living or dead, so that my podcast empire might one day consume the earth. Thank you so much. Kisses. Kisses.